Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. Welcome everyone to Stoppage Time. Peter and I are back with you again this week here to cover Auburn soccer, what's been going on with it, how the games went last week against Maryland and Virginia Tech. It was not the best week in Auburn soccer, but not the worst week either. We we ended up splitting two games with Maryland and Virginia Tech. We don't have much news and notes, so we're really just going to hop into it. But before we hop into it, Peter, how are you doing today? Doing good. Uh, you may notice that might be a little bit more raspy. That's because we were down in Dallas this weekend, screaming our heads off. Drew and I both left Dallas with no voice. So that's kind of why this is getting out a little bit late this week. We had no voice. We're trying to get our voice back. So just bear with us today. So for our first match, the good news is we get to talk about a win. Auburn beat Maryland 4-0. In the 24th minute, uh, Jesse Giroux scored inside the box with an assist from uh, Riley Pekoski. Koski also had another assist in the 27th minute when Houchin scored on a corner kick. That is Sarah Houchin, our center back. In the 40, 45th minute, Sarah Houchin scored again on a PK. And then the 50th minute, Brie Foles scored on a PK. Uh, the first thing that sticks out to me, Drew, is that Sarah Houchin, our center back, is tied as our goal leader with Brie Foles and Jesse Giro right now. Brie Foles had a, we'll talk about it in a little bit, had a, a goal against... Uh, Virginia Tech. So she is tied with Bree Foles and Jesse Giroux as our top goal scorer, Drew. Yeah, that, I mean, it's always nice to see your center back score goals, give you a set-piece target. Definitely someone that I'm always reminded of as far as on the women's side. Uh, Julie Ertz is typically a great target for the U- United States women's national team in the box, and uh, it's good to see Houchin kind of had that same effect on this Auburn team. Another player that I've always loved being a Chelsea fan and you being a Chelsea fan was John Terry. He had the Premier League records for a defender for the longest time. So adding that asset to your game is always big helper, a big helper as far as your team's concerned and be able to put the ball in the back of the net whenever you get these dead ball opportunities. So that's awesome to see Sarah Houchin doing that uh, this year so far, just adding another wrinkle to her game. Yeah, it makes our offense a lot more dynamic, uh, having her be able to push up on those corners or even, as she did here, take a, a, a penalty kick as well and uh, have an, another goal scorer. You know, we have so many goal scorers, and now we just have another option in, in Sarah Houchin. Drew, this was her first career, uh, collegiate career goal, so I thought that was pretty cool. Um, we had two penalty kicks in this match, and that tells me two things. First, it tells me that Auburn's offense in this game overwhelmed the Terp defense. Uh, they made multiple mistakes, that is Maryland, in the box to uh, repel Auburn's attack. And you don't often see two penalty kicks in a match, maybe one, not often two. So that just kind of shows how overwhelmed they they were by Auburn's attack and how uh, dominant Auburn's offense was in this match. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's good to see that. It's good to see us working the ball into the box. I know that's something we struggled with the first couple of 
games was getting the ball in good areas in the box. So it's good to actually draw two penalties. You obviously didn't score from open play, but the fact that you're in the box, able to be in a dangerous spot and draw that foul is a good sign as far as Auburn's offense begin to find their rhythm almost. And really the second thing is just what you said. Uh, it shows that me that we took our attack to the box to create chances. Uh, there was one place that we wanted to see improvement last week that we talked about. We talked about them going to the midfield and booting it forward, trying to get maybe some through balls that just weren't there. And we talked about them, you know, go and attack the box, create chances, frustrate their defense, make them defend. And we see that with PKs. We were attacking the box. We were making them defend. And, you know, maybe we didn't put the ball in the back of the net, but we forced them to make a mistake so that we could put the ball in the back of the net with a Sarah Houchin PK and a Brie Folds PK. It's also, you know, a more, you know, a more patient offensive play style, waiting for opportunities uh, to score. So Virginia Tech, that that was next thing that happened. Ben King's favorite school in the world. So how did we fare against them? Well, as we talked about last week, Virginia Tech is ranked. They were the number 25 team. Uh, we did not fare as well. Of course, this is all taking place in Athens at the at the Bulldog Invitational. Uh, we lost 1-3 in that match. Uh, Virginia Tech scored pretty quickly in the 12th minute. They scored again in the 33rd minute. Uh, in the 52nd minute, there was a corner, and the ball was deflected, and it wasn't collected, and they scored again on the rebound. But we were able to put a ball in the back of the net in the 57th minute. Brief holes scored on a PK. Uh, we had uh, 11 shots, four shots on goal. Virginia Tech also had 11 shots, five shots on goal. Drew, tell me if this is kind of what you're get, you get from this too, but this match was a lot closer than the score suggests. Auburn had an aggressive play style, but we were just off the mark as far as our shooting goes. We had four shots on goal to Virginia Tech's five shots on goal, and we tied them on shots. So uh, Auburn was right there offensively, and we see him again in that box creating chances. Uh, we weren't really the sharpest on finishing. We need to kind of clean that up. But I feel like, you know, on paper, uh, we were a lot closer to uh, opening this game wide open than what the score suggests. Yeah, I, I get that in a sense. I I mean, we drew another PK as well, so you, you get the idea that we're working the ball in the box a little bit more. But this is an issue that's plagued Auburn a little bit over the past couple seasons is we get plenty of shots off. And this game we see four get on goal. But oftentimes our final product is letting us down, whether it's our final ball, whether it's finishing somewhere rather than right at the keeper, or even hitting the target in general and making the keeper make a save. This is something that's plagued Auburn for quite some time. And it's I think it was good to, to get some of those PKs in that Maryland game, work the ball in the box more, and get some dead ball goals. But obviously here we struggled with getting goals in open play, which is so far that's that's been Auburn's biggest weakness over the past three years. So you would like to see some of those forwards begin to click a little bit more, figure it out. Personally, I would like to see Brie Folds all the way up the field. We try and put her in that midfield and use her as a link. I, I think maybe putting her all the way forward would be a little bit better. I like a dual striker system. That's not Coach Hoppe's style. And you know what? Who am I to judge that? That's that's her area of expertise, and I'm just a person who talks about it. But personally, I'd like to see more improper English right here, but better, more better finishing was what that sentence was going to be uh, in front of goal. I would like to see just more efficient and 
cleaner finishing rather than just getting a lot of shots up and hoping that they all go in. And I think Coach Hoppe said as much in the post-game interview. She's talking about Auburn needing to, to finish a little bit better. Uh, and just kind of look at the defense real fast. You know, we gave up three goals here, uh, but one of them was just a poor clearance. And we've kind of seen that in the past a little bit, just not clearing the ball completely and really just giving the op- the other team an opportunity to really attack our goal again. We saw that in the USF match where, you know, we cleared the ball up the field, but we cleared it right to another USF player, maybe a midfielder or attacker, and it came right back at our defense. So uh, I think we need to uh, clean that up a little bit, clean up our clearances a little bit. And kind of like what you said, Drew, having Bree folds up the field, that gives us an outlet. You know, that gives us a go-to person if we can, if we can do that. Um, and, you know, if Kate Hart can do it, I mean, it might not have been the situation here, but, you know, her, have her collect a few more balls than punching them out. I know that she did that before and uh, against USF. Um, again, it's, it's kind of situational for the goalkeeper, whether they can, they feel they can grab that ball or, or, or just punch it away for safety. Uh, what did you see on defense, Drew? Yeah, I mean, I think as far as the defense is concerned, I, the teams I've always played on and been around, the, the key has always been, if it's just an unsafe time, like if you're not getting time, your teammates aren't communicating with you that you have time on the ball, you just boot that thing as far as you can. Whether you give up a corner, whether you give up a throw in, or whether you just boot it all the way up the field, so be it. The The fact is, protecting the goal is always the main key because you, the other team has to score to win. Even if the game ends up 0-0, that's still a draw, and a draw is better than a loss. And so I think that's just something especially having a younger defense that they need to get in their mindset is when in, when in doubt, just clear it out is how I've always been taught, how I've always played. And part of that comes with communication. They've got to learn to trust each other. That's something you and I talked about at the beginning of the season. They, they just got to learn how to communicate, talk to each other more, trust one another and understand you got to call out if there's someone on them, if they have time, because sometimes we have a ton of time on the ball, but we're kicking that ball so far down the field that it's not really we're, we're not really having possession at all. So I think just a little more communication, a little more awareness of the situation is going to go a long way into making some of these small mistakes go away as far as little rebound goals. And they're, they're going to happen, obviously, but just keeping those from being a consistent pattern or anything like that, just having more confidence in each other and having open lines of communication is going to help a ton. I think you keyed in on it, uh, just saying that this is a young defense. Uh, we have some veteran players back there, but we also have some new pieces to the defense. We have Jalen Gadsden back after she missed a bunch of games last season. She's kind of working a new position being back there. Uh, so I think that's kind of keys. And this is, Drew, this was a Sweet 16 team from last year. So Virginia Tech is a good team. Uh, but we finished the weekend one and two. Uh one of the things I wanted to kind of pick your brand on, Drew, was this game, or actually neither of these games, were televised. And, uh, you know, we used to have the SEC Network, SEC Network Plus. We were usually able to find a lot of them. Uh, ESPN has kind of changed their platform, gone to subscription-based. Uh, they're not offering everything they offered before at this point. Uh, as far as getting these games televised, how could not just Auburn, all these teams maybe do a better job or how should you know the athletics department handle these situations, do you think, Drew? Yeah, I mean, I think it comes down to just recognizing that people do want to consume these sports, whether it's soccer, volleyball, 
for Auburn fans, equestrian, whatever it is, uh, the way we classify these is we have revenue generating sports and non-revenue generating sports. Uh, I think that the non-revenue generating sports need to have just as much credit and opportunity to have their games viewed because I enjoy watching Auburn soccer. It's fun. Just like any other Auburn game, it can be vastly frustrating at times to watch, but I think that's just the allure of being a sports fan. But I would love to see them. I thought USF had a really good product in the fact that they have a lot of these sports that you can view on YouTube and watch live on YouTube. And I I thought that was a great way to do it because if, you know, ESPN is going to drop this, if other streaming services are going to drop it, however we were consuming it before, if they're not, they're all going to drop it. Auburn might as well put it together, make their own YouTube channel, make some ad revenue off it and some other things, whatever they need to do and make it viable because this is something that a lot of people want to consume in some shape, form, or fashion. Uh, I would love to watch all the gymnastics meets and everything, but you can't find them all. I would love to watch all of these things. And not saying I, I will always turn in, tune in, but a lot of the time, like if I have free time, I want to tune, tune into something Auburn. That's what I want to watch. That's what I want to do. And I'm not the only one in that, but I know you kind of feel that same way. It's nice to have that on a second screen or something like that just to keep up with what's going on. Because like the new shirts I'm seeing all the athletes wear, we're an everything school. And we're not just a basketball school or a football school or a baseball school or a softball school. We're an everything school. And Auburn fans are people who enjoy all of those sports. Whether they understand them or know what's going on half the time, they'll tune in if it's Auburn. And so that's just something I think Auburn would be wise to look into would be something like, their own broadcast network on YouTube. And when I say network, I don't mean you need like 30,000 people. Just get an intern. Do something like that. It'll work. It'll be wonderful. That's what I think. My soapbox is done. Peter, how do you feel about it? First of all, you you brought the Everything School shirts. I love those things. I wish they'd make them available. I think they're only available to student athletes right now. But I would love to have one of those. Put it in the bookstore. Let me buy it. I'll consume it. Uh, What was the series that Auburn Football did this summer on YouTube, Drew? I can't remember the name of it, but it was it, they were the week by week thing, or I don't even know if it was week by week. It was maybe like bi weekly or something like that. But it's just a small series that they did of things going on in camp, do, going on in workouts during the the summer, and it was really great material. Like I loved every minute of it. It was fun. You got to see some insight and all that, and I thought it was great. So we we already see Auburn utilizing YouTube, you know, and putting that content out there for anybody that wants to consume it. And I think it's just like it's just so much more important to put our sports out there. You know, uh, we have all these productions and those are great. I think we should keep doing that. It builds Auburn's brand. It puts Auburn out there. Uh, New eyes see it and are turned on to the university and maybe they want to come and join and be part of the family. But we could do the same thing with our sports, too. And I think that's really important, especially, you know, these sports like soccer and softball and gymnastics and getting that out there. So young gymnasts and young softball players and young soccer players can see that and watch these girls play. And especially with Auburn, because Auburn is a perennial NCAA tournament team and people get excited about that. People want to be a part of that. So if Auburn can put that out there, put it on their YouTube channel, stream the stuff live, uh, it really will build the Auburn brand, I think. Yeah. And that, that episode series is called the ride, believe it or not on the football team, since we're riding for the brand this year and all that. Uh, they called it a ride, and it was just a little three-episode series. But I thought that was great. It was really well-produced, and 
even to just do one of these games, you don't need that much production as far as putting it out there and being able to just have someone log on on YouTube, watch the game. The USF, I keep going back to that because we've already seen it used this season, but the USF stream was very easily done. And honestly, it wouldn't be that hard to embed something on the website or anything like that. I don't know whether there's, you know, licensing things that we get into with doing away games at other team schools or anything like that. But I mean, in all honesty, I think it's something worth looking into. And honestly, they may have already looked into it. But Alan Green, we're looking at you. Get this done for all of us who love these other sports. I'm sure Alan Green's going to listen to our podcast, and he's going to get right on that. Uh, we're kind of beating a dead horse at this point, but I think we're going to come back to it later because this is a pet peeve of ours. We, we, we want to see Auburn soccer. We want to see our girls play. And uh, it's just right now it's just sad that Auburn hasn't found a way to, to make that happen. Drew, we got uh, some short rest this week, and we got two more games. Uh, what do we got coming up? Well, we got Syracuse and Troy coming up this week, both still non-conference games. We've got another two weeks of non-conference games after this. Two weeks, I think. No, so it's this week and next week, so only two more weeks. We don't have two more after this. That That's confusing as all get out, so have fun understanding that, podcast people. So we'll play this week, play next week, interact SEC play the week after that, now that we've thoroughly cleared up my confusion. But we will be facing Syracuse and Auburn and Troy and Auburn. Uh, we'll finish up our non-conference schedule there in Auburn at the Auburn Sports Complex uh, this season. But we'll be taking on Syracuse SEC Network Plus, so we do get to see it on Thursday at 6.30 p.m. And then Troy Sunday at 6 p.m., so not a dead middle of the blazing Alabama heat on SEC Network that Sunday. Uh, Syracuse comes into this this matchup 2-1. and one. They have won games against Colgate and Siena. But they took a loss to Dartmouth this past week, and we will be their next game. So Syracuse has kind of stumbled out the gate, didn't have a great season last year either. This will be a good time to kind of get our feet underneath us. I would like to see goals from open play against a team that went 3-15 and last year and has only won against teams that aren't wonderful so far. So I'm hoping Syracuse is going to be a good game. What do you think, Peter? I believe Syracuse has a new coach this season, so I don't know if the new coach is trying to implement a, a new scheme. Uh, the, the players are trying to learn that, but it might be a good opportunity to hop on them quick, put some goals in the back of the net, and uh, see that one out. Uh, I, I would I expect a win there. Uh, I don't know if they're they're probably not they're not even as good as Maryland or as good as Maryland. So we saw uh, us score four goals in that match. And by the way, Drew. Uh, those four goals against Maryland, the first time we scored that many goals against a Power 5 opponent since Alabama in 2017. We, we beat them 4-2. to two. So maybe, hopefully we can put, maybe put five goals in the back of the net and surpass that record. Yeah, and so I, th- I think that would be good. I think that's going to be a win. You hope it's a win. If not, I think we got a lot of questions that you and I are going to be talking about next week as far as what happened in that game. And like I mentioned, we, we've play Troy that Sunday, 6 p.m. on the SEC Network Plus. Troy is 2-0-2 and on the season, so I haven't taken a loss, but really have kind of struggled out the gate during the season. They got an opening win in the Trojan Classic against Jackson State, not Jacksonville State, not any of the other fun states, Jackson State University. They beat them 7-0, and then they beat Tennessee, or they tied Tennessee Tech in double overtime 0-0, 
They took a win against Stetson, three to two, and then they tied UAB in the Jaguar Classic, one one in double overtime. So they've already logged a lot of minutes on these legs with two double overtime games early in the season. Haven't played the greatest opponents either. So this could be another another game where we're able to really do something. This is a five fourteen and one team last year. They took some hard losses against good teams, against teams that that we played well against. Took a five zero loss to Alabama. Took a big 5-2 loss to Ole Miss, another 5-0 loss to Florida State. So kind of a bottom feeder team. Pretty sure Troy's in the Sun Belt. Am I right on that, Peter? I believe that's correct. Yeah, and so it's just a team, once again, coming off a hard time down there in Georgia. This would be a good, good two-game stretch to get our legs underneath ourselves because then we go into Southern Miss and Sanford. Sanford's always a hard game as far as just – they want to beat us, we want to beat them type situation. And Southern Miss is a decent team. Not not great, but a pretty decent team. And so you would hope to get a win against Troy. How do you feel about that one, Peter? I think of the, the slate this weekend, that's going to be the harder of the two. Um, it's just kind of interesting. I was looking, thinking back through our schedule, thinking back through our record. We, we've lost to USF and Virginia Tech, both really good teams. And we got a, a very convincing win against Maryland, which was not a good team. And then this weekend uh, – it's really hard to tell like where this team is at because we've either played really good teams or we've played really bad teams. No really in the middle. Would you call it, consider either one of these in the middle or do you think we'll have more of our in the middle test next week against Samford? Uh, I think our in the middle teams will be next week. I think Virginia Tech was a really good team. USF was a really good team. Uh, I'm looking at Southern Miss' schedule right now. They played a 1-2 loss to LSU. They've, they've played a lot of SEC opponents so far, actually. So they beat Mississippi State already. They took a 1-0 loss to Missouri. So they've played teams very tight already in the season. So Southern Miss is going to be a pretty good little opponent. Samford's, like a, like we already talked about, Samford's always a, a decently hard opponent. So I think this could be, uh, next week's going to be our middle ground week. We're going to, Hopefully get our legs underneath us this week and figure out what this team's all about entering SEC play next week. Well, we definitely don't need to look past these two opponents, Syracuse and Troy. Uh, I think we can hammer out two wins here, get our record back to a winning record, and uh, then we'll get tested the next weekend. Yeah, that's the goal. That's the hope and the dream. I think they're going to accomplish it. I think we're going to see some goals from open play this week really – kind of start to gel a little bit we don't have to have it all figured out right now i don't think but i think we we need to start gelling a little bit in a lot of areas of the game seeing that team connect all the way through from the defense to the midfield to the front line and hopefully enter an sec play we don't have the same issues we did last year we'll find out soon it's coming up real quick but uh, i'm looking forward to getting two wins this weekend i'm looking forward to actually watching a match that'll be really good and uh on to victory yeah, so that's really all we got on stoppage time this week. We were unable to really watch and observe the games, like we mentioned a little bit in here about just the inability to have them on TV for some reason because you know ESPN is dropping the ball on a lot of things. But we will be back viewing them this week. Like you said, you can catch those on SEC Network Plus. We're excited to be with you each and every week here on Stoppage Time. Check out the rest of our E2C stuff. Peter, where can the good people of Stoppage Time viewership find you on the Twitter? You can find me at Seminary Sugar Daddy, S-E-M-I-N-A-R-Y-S-G-R-D-A-D-Y. 
be honest, did you do that off a piece of paper or memory this time? I did not. I have practiced this thing. Uh, I figured I've had this thing for probably a decade or so. It's about time I memorized it. So I, I know it off the, uh, well, I had to spell it in my head, but it's not on paper. Well, I am on Twitter at Drew underscore hoop zero two. That's all we got for today. I'm sure Kyle's already playing the music over us. So until next time, War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?